This episode may contain adult themes and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Sorry. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Film Critic Common Man podcast. While other film podcasts might want to work on vacation, neither of us has the slightest desire to perform our job outside of work hours. Each episode, we discuss a film from the perspective of a film critic and the perspective of a common man. We may not agree, but it certainly won't be boring. I'm your co-host, Ben Miller. I write. I am a film critic, and I write about films from my own site, Ice Cream for Freaks. I'm joined by my brother and common man co-host, a man who will gladly save a woman's life by taking off her pants. Jake Miller, how you doing, buddy? Doing well. It doesn't. <laughs> hey, I don't have to save life to take off a pants. It's, it's it's always I always love those kind of tropes of like uh, disaster or monster movies. It's like especially like uh, oh, uh, there's they have to add a little sex. It's like oh, it's a disaster movie. We have to get this girl in a tank top somehow. This is uh-huh. like, it's like it's always one of those goofy cliches. Um, we are doing something a little different uh, this episode and the next. Uh, we're really digging into our childhood nostalgia. Obviously, we talk about all the movies we watched when we were kids. This episode and the next, we're actually doing, this is a two-part movie, uh, two-movie podcast, essentially. We're talking about two separate movies, um, essentially focusing on ones that we loved as kids, we watched the ever-living hell out of, but we fully admit that probably aren't that good at movies, and we'll kind of dig into uh, each one. We're going to start with the one, the only... Hook, directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Jim V. Hart and Nick Castle, placed on a play by J.M. Barry, kind of. Starring Robin Williams, Dustin Hoffman, Julia Roberts, Bob Hoskins, and Maggie Smith. Co-starring Charlie Corsmo, Amber Scott, Caroline Goodall, Phil Collins, and Gwyneth Paltrow, I believe in her film debut. Uh, Opened on December 11th, uh, 1991. Made bank, as Spielberg movies have a tendency to do. 119.7 119.7 million inter- uh, US, 181.2 million international, 300.9 million on a $70 million budget, nominated for five Oscars Best Art Direction, uh, Best Costume Design, Best Visual Effects, Best Makeup, and Best Original Song for the song When You're Alone, um, a, a song I still don't remember. Uh, even after watch, I think it's the one the, the, the daughter sings on the boat. The little girl sings? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Now, the difference between a lot of these movies <laughs> is we kind of recognize that it's terrible. At the time, critics hated this movie. 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is, that's, I mean, even that's if you That's not fair. Even if you don't like the movie, 29% is pretty... Come on, guys. 29% uh, critics, 76 <laughs> audience. I really expected to be way higher uh, for the audience. I mean, it's like 76, I'm like, okay, you know like 29%. That's a stinker. Man, if you represent the film critic side of this and I I represent the audience side, I'm disappointed in both of us. (laughs) Right? It's But more so you. (laughs) 29% is ridiculous. Now, that's come on. I mean, that's tough. That's a pretty crazy number. Um, I'm going to give a quick kind of overall plot summary of Hook. I think you kind of, I, everybody has an idea of what Hook actually is, but regardless. Yeah, Hook Peter is, Pan. Hook is Peter Pan after Peter Pan. So 
Um, Robin Williams plays Peter Banning. He's a workaholic uh, corporate lawyer and has two kids with his, uh, with his wife, Maura, um, Jack and Maggie. And um, one day they go to England to visit their um, gra- granny, I guess is how, how they point Granny Wendy played by Maggie Smith. And when they go there, they uh, essentially there, you know, there's all this fighting between the family because, you know, uh, Peter's are never there. And the kids are kidnapped in the middle of the night, as we know by Captain Hook, but uh, unbeknownst to anybody else, they're just kidnapped. They're gone. Um, then Tinkerbell shows up in the form of pixie-cutted Julia Roberts and mm-hmm. uh, shows up and tells Peter, you're actually Peter Pan. Uh, I got to take you to save your kids and essentially kidnaps him on to Neverland. And they get to Neverland and Peter meets Hook and Hook played by uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman um mm-hmm. he is there and he's like well uh dustin hoffman also the uh airline pilot in this movie uh whenever whenever they're flying over he said this is your captain speaking also dustin hoffman um really yeah, fun, oh fun, fun, fun little thing. i didn't know that yeah so <laughs> so uh peter confronts hook and says no I'm, i won't want my kids back and hook's like you're not peter pan this is nuts uh i'll give you and tinkerbell kind of makes a uh, makes mm. a compromise that I'll give you give me three days and I'll get him back to paying you expect and you can have your big battle to the death. So Peter goes to uh, the Lost Boys and they kind of tre- teach him everything they have to do with Neverland and being the Lost Boy and everything. Meanwhile, Hook and Smee are essentially trying to indoctrinate the kids and brainwash them into being against Peter. Um, mm-hmm. And all the while, Peter eventually accepts the terms of what he is he becomes uh he learns to fly again um obviously uh our teen my teenage hero rufio is there um all mm-hmm. and and uh he conducts a plan uh is able to go back and attempts to save his kids um there's some fraught uh stuff back and forth with the kids they eventually he does succeed uh rufio was killed by captain hook um, Peter's about to take his kids and go without killing Captain Hook, but changes his mind after Captain Hook says he's going to hunt down his kids again. Uh, they fight, they fight, they fight, and eventually um, he is uh, eaten by the reanimated corpse of a taxidermy crocodile that took his hand initially. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, Jack and Maggie go back to London um, uh, it, with Tinkerbell, and then Peter gives uh, uh, <laughs> the uh, the new leader of the Lost Boys is the appropriately named Thudbutt um, as, as the new leader of the yes. Lost Boys. Um, so, uh, and they go back and they live happily ever after back in the real world. Not, then that's that. And well, I and, mean. The, and then, uh, then uh, Toodles sprinkles pixie dust on himself and flies off and everybody under, everybody all of a sudden it's like, why is this old guy flying out of nowhere? So, uh, uh yeah, mm. a, a very um a very. But I mean, it's fine. He's got Alzheimer's. Let's yeah, he's just it's fine. yeah no. The guy's lost his marbles. Um yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a movie I I would venture we watched at least fifty times. It was on a lot, a lot, and we watched it a lot. Um to the yeah. point to the point where when you rewatch it, you you almost it's very mm. um it's like muscle memory with your actual memory. You're just like, oh, I know yeah. what next line's coming up. I know what else is coming around the corner. Um, yep. It's it's a it's a and, and Spiel, this is Spielberg does a very 
it's kind of what Spielberg does. It's a very like kid friendly environment in general. Uh Everything about it is mostly. Yeah. I mean, especially like the lost and and at the same time, it's 1991. So the lost boys are like roller skating and, and yeah, they have a half pike and they're playing basketball and all these kind of silly things. I love the imaginary food fight. It is really great because it essentially like, it, it's it, the 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 interesting thing about the idea of the Lost Boys in general, and it's probably why kids and people are so attracted to the story in general. Is like, oh well, I get to be a kid, but at the same time, I don't have any parents, yeah. but I also don't have any fear. Like the yeah. the inherent fear of being a kid by yourself is gone, and and in this case, it's like, no, we're by ourselves. We're handling it very well. You just need a little imagination, and everything kind of works out great. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, that's definitely, you know, what could appeal to kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of funny that we're revisiting some of these movies from our childhood because mm-hmm. I think I think uh, one of the appeals of, of Hook really is the nostalgia. Absolutely. I mean, we also grew up watching Peter Pan, the Disney cartoon yes. version. Yes. I mean – you know, and our parents, you know, I I mean, it's, it's a ubiquitous story. So, I mean, everyone's familiar with it. So it's something, you know, there's, there's already a strong foundation there. And so I think for kids, maybe it's a, a new opportunity, you know, to imagine and stuff like that. And for parents, maybe it's more reminiscing, you know, and at the same time, at the same time, Spielberg has famously daddy issues. Um, and this one, this movie really, like, he's not accredited screenwriter, but you cannot tell me there's a lot of stuff he did not like. I want this in there. Like, um, specifically, the when uh, uh, the, the banning children, uh, Jack and Maggie, are in school, essentially, from Captain Hook. And uh-huh. Captain Hook is trying his best to get on, get these kids on the side of like your parents, your parents don't like you. And he said the things he's saying, everything he says, I'm just like, oh man, I don't like this. Like uh, cutting, yes. Like uh, uh, your uh, when, when before you were born, your parents used to just sit up and watch the sunrise. They used to be happy. Be happy before you were born, your parents were happier, and just like you're better off not being here. And then, uh-huh. and then like even like. It doesn't work on Maggie because essentially her relationship with Peter, the, with Robin Williams, has not been soured yet. And Jack is more mm. than willing to go to the other side of, and, and essentially, and the 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 fresh mo- the fresh memory of like, hey, he went to her recital. You won at your baseball game, and you're just like, oh, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like yeah, you you kind of it's it's very like almost cultish almost yeah it's i mean i don't know i guess it's almost kind of anti-dad but it's redemptive of dad yeah yeah. i mean ultimately you know the the good get the good guy realizes he needs to be a better dad and we hope we can only hope he becomes a better dad after this but and and the the titular dad being robin williams Mm -hmm. um the perfect uh, actor for children to love, um, yeah. just especially as a viewer, you're just like, oh, this rubber face guy who is just 
having a blast. He's a little manic and he's very, he's, he's much more mannered in this movie than other movies. Yes. Um, but you can tell whenever he finally gets to fly and he kind of has that, that like little moment when he's talking to he gets to crow in and everything. He gets, oh, yeah. he gets to crow. He, in gets the, to... he gets to be silly in those little moments. Like, and uh, yeah. his, his improv, like where you talking about the titular foo fight and he said, uh, you know, rude, crude, lewd dude or all that that kind of ad-libbing stuff you know just like well they didn't write that you know just they let robin right. williams yeah. just put him up um why do you think robin williams is the guy like wh- why why is it such a like it i i know much more adults who are soured on robin williams comedies wise but uh much more dramatic of him but man the comedy side of it it's just so kid specific yeah and I mean, I can think of like Mrs. Doubtfire and other things that have suited him very well, where it's a it's a combination of drama and comedy. I think that's I mean, that's where he was great. I mean, yes. I I can see people kind of if he's just in full blown comedy mode nonstop, I can see how people can kind of go like, well, he's. Gr- he's much one of but, our gra- one of our grandmothers famously hated him for that exact yeah reason. yeah i mean it's it's He's a just lot too crazy it's a lot but i think i think certain roles are just so uh suited for him because i think he was a sweet sensitive dude like yes. in in real life i really yes. i yes. really do and overly sensitive and overly worried yeah. about what people thought about him and and stuff like that, you know. And obviously his life ended tragically, but yes. it's but he 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 had just such a, a a good way of being sweet and nice and deep, and then being a complete goofball <laughs> yes. off the wall. Yes, and just making that transition. I think that's why it's good. Uh, is because it it can kind of appeal to everybody, you know. You can he can hit you in the feels, and then he can make you laugh. You yeah, know? And, and he's such a he's such a good. It's uh, it's also fun to see him as Peter Pan with shaven arms because he's as oh uh, yeah, as notoriously Peter, hairy. Notoriously he is. hairy, Robin Williams yeah. with carefully shaved arms. You're like, sure, whatever. Um, it's you know there this uh. You know, a lot of what there, there's just such little interesting, like you think of the five Oscars it was nominated for art direction specifically, uh, like the sets of like the 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 ship, the the where the lost the, boys are, the pirate town, the pirate town, all of that stuff. Oh is my like gosh, that so intricately nuts. cool. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of cool, interesting things. A very uh, very worthy nomination on that art direction. Um, yeah, you know, like I, I just you think of the ends. I think of Captain Hook's bedroom. Uh-huh. Like, uh, he's in there eating, and he like spins that spins that wheel, and down comes his bed. You're just like all that cool stuff, and just kind of lay it. Like it feels atmosphere wise. You're like, man, this is a- it's it's the ultimate RV. Pretty much, yeah. It's an RV that goes places. You know, I- you remember like sleeping in our granddad's Absolutely. RV, and we were like, it's a bed above the driver's like if somebody wanted like, to we could just drive right now this is wild <laughs> like <laughs> it's <laughs> this is man we man 
We made it. We <laughs> <laughs> such such silly little kid logic and stuff like that. Um, yeah. The uh, but yeah, it's stuff like that that appeals to kids. I mean, it's just that cool imagination. I mean, almost it's almost uh, reminds me of uh, you know like the Lego movies almost. Yes. Yes. It's it's almost you know like what I mean. Just whatever your imagination comes. Whatever up, you want to create. I mean, they have a there. There's a there's like a skateboard sail track that's cool to have. They have obviously all these interesting little nooks and mm-hmm. crannies of all these different places where they all sleep, um, insides of trees. You know, all those little like cool things you wanted as a kid that yeah you didn't have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's almost like Roblox. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know how kids make their own. Yep. Wacky. I mean. Yeah, this is this is a crazy fantasy world, you know. And if you if you're a little kid and you want to be a pirate, man, that'd be a cool place to be. One. <laughs> it's it's funny. Like the thing about this movie, a lot of there was a lot of um, production issues with it. It was very expensive for the time. Seventy million at the time was very expensive to make. The sets obviously show off uh, how expensive yeah. it is, um, and apparently. Julia Roberts was at a tough point of her life. Uh, I think she was going through some personal issues and apparently they nicknamed her Tinker Hell on this movie because she was just Ooh. an absolute terror to be on. And, and you know, it's funny, looking back on it, I always think- Was it the loss of why I love it? <laughs> well, this is, this is, it is around, like, it's, it's that type of time where like, oh, and this is, I think immediately, not immediately after Pretty Woman, but I mean- Pretty Woman is very soon before this. So she's not like, okay, so she makes like, uh, she was in uh, Still Magnolias, which essentially got her famous. Essentially yes. like famous. And then she was in Pretty Woman in 1990. And so like mm-hmm. that comes out and they're like, okay, not only are you, not, are you famous now, you're in this huge movie and you are the lady. And there's probably a combination of that and personal issues and all that kind of stuff coming together in a terrible time and this person's life not being able to handle it and you're young but she's probably like 27 or something like that looks great though looks really good in a pixie cut yeah i would argue it's one of the most more attractive see that's the that the the other trick about this is like if only she wasn't this big tinkerbell wasn't this big and and for that little moment when she gets big you're just like yes wait hmm <laughs> oh no. You know when you get lost, they tell you to hug a tree? Yes. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying. Oh, God. Um what was that? Um the the other uh moving on. The uh the other thing, like this is a very non-sexual movie and completely outside of that one little part, like it's a kid's thing, it's not really in any sort yeah. of way um yeah and and yeah the 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 spielberg daddy issues are are pretty well documented from a history of movies but this is just another and along with parents in general it's kids not being able to deal with their parents and having issues with their parents um okay so let's get down to it jake okay i know for the sake of us and how many times we've seen this we uh-huh. enjoy this movie yeah. But is it bad? Is it a bad movie? 
I don't think it's a bad movie. I don't think it's a bad movie either. Like, I... And and I don't... And I think this will be uh, better demonstrated after we review this next one coming yes, right up. Yes. But, <laughs> but even watching it now, I'm like, it's good. There's nothing wrong with it. You yes. know, I mean, I don't, I don't get that critics review on that i mean come on and, and i mean he, maybe it seems hokey or something like that but yeah sir, i mean syrupy is the word a lot of uh, critics use. okay but, uh, but i mean um they said giving into uh, the critical consensus from rotten tomatoes the look of hook is lively indeed but steven spielberg directs on autopilot here giving in too quickly to his syrupy sentimental syrupy qualities um i i guess but i mean like and uh you know it's it's all have half the reviews it's kind of like hook never set sail what's the hook you know it's kind of like okay how 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 smart are you supposed to be like with with certain movies i know yeah. how to park myself in a critical space i can't I, I i like i'm not going into every movie expecting it to blow me away and if it doesn't blow me away like a movie like the lost city with Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock. I'm going into that going like, it doesn't matter what, like, oh, you know, there's, this is stupid, this was stupid. It's like, yeah, but who cares? This is movie stars being movie stars. Like, you're not expecting certain things. And I think people just got into a mode with Spielberg where they're like, right. they were expecting too much. They're like, this guy made the yeah. color purple and this guy made this and he's got Schindler's List coming up. Like, and yeah, too expectations i guess yeah well i mean and it would kind of be i mean it would be the same thing if if i was a film critic for marvel comic movies it wouldn't be fair no because no. i'm not that's just not my thing you yes. know yes and so it would be difficult for me to say uh, hey, it was well done, well acted, blah blah blah. Because the whole time I'd be like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, going, I'm just not a superhero guy you're going for the into most it. part. Yeah, you're going into it with with expectations that you're not going to enjoy it, and it's you yeah. really have to elevate yourself. Over, I just reviewed a film, uh, a, a DC Comics movie called Shazam: Fury of the Gods, and after I was done, I was thinking, there's nobody going to accidentally stumble into this movie. Nobody's mm -hmm. going to be like, oh, I, you know, I've, this is a sequel to a movie that I guess people saw that made money. Nobody's going to accidentally walk in and be like, I really like that. It's, it's like you're either mm -hmm. going to be sitting down there watching it or you're not going to watch it. There's just that's the two. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's on the fence about these things. And I think with Hook, they kind of went in there going, OK, Spielberg, this is a Spielberg movie as opposed to a Peter Pan movie, which is probably not right it's more of a peter pan movie like well exactly i mean okay a spielberg movie okay so is saving private ryan probably the most realistic graphic depiction of the yes. storming of normandy beaches ever yes and also he can make a fun retelling of peter pan that both parents and kids can enjoy so yeah i think a bunch of critics got on their high horse or something on that one i don't know it's it's and and you know it's kind of you look at uh 
I always point to 1993 as kind of the Spielberg nexus because he makes Jurassic Park and Steven and uh, Schindler's List in the same year. You're like, uh-huh. okay, so exactly. So you you like perfect people yeah. love sh- love Jurassic Park because of the technical mass marvel of everything. And I think with this is just like, well, they just not what they were expecting. Like, like the, the, with dinosaurs, you can kind of imprint your own. You're like this is nothing like yeah I have, sure I have, uh, dinosaurs are never been put on film before now i can actually see them in the technical marvel and the incredibleness of it all uh peter pan i guess would probably just retreaded um yeah well but, it is a retread but you know sometimes retreads are i really really like them yeah. and sometimes uh, they're the worst. Yeah, it's like, um, why, why would you redo? That? I know you got a good example. I, uh, yeah, some, uh, the go, one. Go ahead. Well, the one that comes to mind for me, and this isn't a retread of a movie necessarily, but what was the movie Noah? Yes, yes. About Noah's Ark. Yes, with Russell Crowe. Yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> I've not seen it. I've heard nothing but bad. Uh... <laughs> it's terrible. And like thinking about it, I was like, that would make a great premise for a movie like the logistics of animals and everything. And then once the flood comes in, there's going to be a mob. Yes. You're going to have to fight people off like the you're the last chopper out of Nam, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it was horrible. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was stupid. Yeah. And, I hate it. And I mean, um, I wish uh, the art had gone down. I do- I, I'm going to dog on Spielberg a little bit because he made West Side Story last remade last West Side Story last year. And I watched it and did not enjoy it because it was trying to be almost, it was, it was gritty, but occasionally people break into songs. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it was a lot, like it was well-performed and I, in, in, in art wise, it's always. It's really, like training day, the musical. It's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> it's mean, like you can either be gritty or you can be a musical, yeah, but. Can't, can't really, can't really skirt those lines. Yeah. So, I mean, um, but, but, we both we both are big fans of hook um we are you already we agree are. this about this um anything we anything yep. else before we move on to our next movie you want to add uh just only thing uh on hook is i thought that the actor who played smee ah i think i previously mentioned this in an episode okay i misspoke but I thought that was Phil Collins. No, no, Phil Collins is a uh, is a is a policeman in uh, he's uh, whenever the kids get kidnapped, he is the Scotland Yard okay. policeman. Uh, no, okay, the great, the great Bob. Hoskins. I thought I thought Bob Hoskins was Phil Collins. Oh, I love Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins is great. Uh, but oh, I, I think I think someone told me that, and it just got <laughs> stuck in my head. He, yeah, but you know, he's in the movie. but but you know what. It was all just a pack of lies. <laughs> oh, that's what that's how it that's how it works. I, no, but I legitimately thought Bob Hoskins was Phil Collins. <laughs> well, it, in in fairness, like they're not not look alike. Short, like kind of pudgy, um, balding Englishman. 
I I, lo- I love Bob Hoskins. There's a movie he made in uh, yeah, I do called too. Uh, Bo- Mona Lisa. It's a great movie from the 80s. Obviously, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Um, a lot of stuff in the last couple of years uh, passed yeah. away like five years ago. But always, always great to see Bob Hoskins. Yeah. All right. So we talked about Hook. Now, the flip side of that, um, mm-hmm. another film we watched. We definitely never owned this film. We definitely no. never had a copy of it. But it was on TV, ad nauseum. <laughs> if a uh, physical copy of that exists, <laughs> I will pay upwards of $100 for it. <laughs> so the other movie from our childhood that we, now the flip side, this is probably terrible. We're talking about the film Tremors, the greatest film about graboids uh, in cinema history. Tremors, directed by Ron Underwood, written by Britt Maddock and S.S. Wilson, starring a feather-haired Kevin Bacon, if there ever was a feather-haired Kevin Bacon, uh, Fred Ward, Finn Carter, Michael Gross, and Reba McIntyre, co-starring Bobby Jacoby, Charlotte Stewart, Tony Gennaro, Ariana Richards, and Victor Wong, opened uh, about a year, almost uh, almost two years before Hook, on January 19th, 1990, did not make a whole lot of money. Uh, $16.7 million on a $10 million budget. Uh, no uh, shamefully snubbed from the Oscars, uh, as you could imagine. Um, I'll, I'll get in, I want to get into some uh, award stuff uh, from this movie later, but um, no awards. Now, Rotten Tomatoes. Do you know the Rotten Tomatoes score from Trimmers? I think I saw it. Yeah. 88% from critics, which is insane. I totally (laughs) would have understood that if if the score from Hook was on this one, I'd get it. I'd say, okay. I've never been more shocked at a Rotten Tomato score in my life. Like, I I understand how we love it because someone's getting paid on their table, right? It's insane. It's insane. 88%. It's we'll get into that anyways 75 percent audience score a lower audience score than hook like but uh still it, it, these don't make sense maybe that's why we're going over <laughs> we're them going over them uh a quick quick plot on trimmers if the extensive plot that is trimmers um the uh, main characters of Val McKee and Earl Bassett, played by Kevin Bacon and, uh, and Fred Ward. Um, they're handymen working in Perfection, Nevada, in the Sierra Nevada mountains. Um, they're heading to uh, the nearest town, but they discover a dead body of a, another resident hanging from power lines. Um, still uh, because uh, essentially they, he died of dehydration because he didn't want to come down because he thought he was going to be eaten. Uh, later, this uh, an unseen creature kills a uh, kills. Uh, a guy and a couple and then eats their or buries their station wagon a little little shady on the logistics of how that actually works of how the car actually gets buried ben <laughs> listen <laughs> let's, let's not delve too much into the details <laughs> no i've got it figured out okay please please tell me how the station wagon gets buried they burrow underneath it create a cavity which is a sinkhole it falls in there and then it's easy just shove the dirt right up there that's i guess that's true they they are shown to have a little bit of intelligence later in the movie oh anyway anyway, so so uh these two construction workers are killed after uh after val and er because they think there's a serial killer because they're idiots um they find Mm -hmm. the phone lines are dead because of a rock slide 
Um, so uh, it tries to take their car, but they drive off and it kind of rips one of the like worms out. So they get to uh, they get to ride the uh, Bixby um, where they find the station wagon and the couple are obviously dead. Um, there they find a uh, F, uh, they get on horses, uh, which as soon as you see that, you're like, well, this is like if, if <laughs> all the stuff here happened, you're like, well, that's not going to help anything. Um, so uh, they they're able to uh, flee as the monster is chasing them. And uh, is it a is it a drainage ditch? Uh, concrete wall, yeah. and a- aqueduct, aqueduct. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a culvert type a cul- a deal, a drainage system. Yeah. Tries to go through the concrete, kills itself accidentally. Um, so uh, rams its head right in the rams wall. Its head right into the wall. Uh, this this movie's gross, by the way. Really gross. It is. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Rhonda Lebec, a graduate student uh, doing seismology tests in the area, stumbles onto this scene and kind of they deduce that there are other worms in the area. Um, they are trapped overnight on boulders. And then they have to uh, mm-hmm. um, essentially pull vault their way onto other cars, um, mm-hmm. and they're able to escape. They go to the town, but the worms come and attack the town, killing yep. store store owner Walter Chang, my man Victor Wong. Um, by the way, that's always the lasting image for me. Is as soon as he gets picked I'm up, just like he's going like this, but for some reason his nose is bleeding immediately. I thought the exact same thing i have never no- <laughs> noticed it ever before that's the lasting image for some reason as soon as his last legs, time like as soon as he gets bit his nose bleeds. he's had no reason it's 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 so strange anyway so so well so he's- i mean you don't how do you know what happens when you get bit <laughs> by a tremor man you're not you're not wrong um, so everybody gets on the roof and everybody uh, trying to escape um, and uh, the uh, they're communicating by radios and their survivalist couple, Bert and Heather Gummer, uh, played by uh, Michael Gross and Reba McIntyre uh, in mm-hmm. just a tour de force performance. Um, they, they, they do manage to kill one of the creatures using an elephant gun, I believe. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Uh huh. Um, and uh, shot by Reba McIntyre doesn't knock her off her feet every time, which is a little unrealistic. Uh, yeah. But, um, so uh, they kill yeah, one. I uh, believe a model like that would be a 500 Express or okay, something like sure, that. And it's, sure. there's not, yeah. You need to brace it probably against like a table or something like that to, sh- or uh, it's, I mean, it's called an elephant I wouldn't gun. even, it, it's called I wouldn't try. <laughs> um, I, I so wouldn't they, even try. So they're able, to ki- they're able, no, it's fine. They're able to kill it and, um, uh, they uh, go to their roof and they're trying to figure out how to uh, how to lure them away. And um, uh, one of the other uh, one of the other um, townspeople, Nestor, gets killed. They try to escape through a nearby rat range on a track on a uh, on a uh, uh, tractor. Yeah, a, tra- a tractor bulldozer. Being, a bulldozer being uh, pulling a tractor. Um, and uh, the uh they the worms essentially make a ditch to strand them they get stranded on rocks and then they uh, see see See? they're actually thinking about it that's how they do it so bert makes homemade bert as berts are willing to do make homemade pipe bombs to kill one uh and there's one more left and they're kind of stuck on the side of a mountain uh kevin bacon decides he's going to try to lure it he throws a pipe bomb to scare towards him he jumps out of the way and the trimmer goes flying, lands on the rocks, and explodes like a bad hot pocket. And they yes. go away, and they get they get away, and that's 
That is that. Uh, they said there was only four of them. All so, right. So what was it? Four or five of them? But uh, yeah, something like that. Um, I realized something as whenever they were doing the pole vaulting across rocks. I'm like, this is the floor is lava. The movie. Mm. Like it's, uh, it's yeah, it's that completely. That, now I understand why kids like it so much. Like it's 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 such a <laughs> it's such a a game that you're you always play, and it's, yes, okay, every so, like I don't know anyone that didn't have some version of that. Uh, it's water uh, full of piranhas or sharks, or yep. it's lava, it's fire, it's... Yep. And, yeah, and we, jumping we, all across all the furniture that you don't even we, realize how much had, your parents spent on. We had a huge sectional couch as a kid, as kids, yeah. a big L, and it was so perfect because you could take off the pillows and they were the little islands you could hop around. We play that all the time. And this essentially is the perfect version of floor is lava now do you yeah. have so on wikipedia there is a um a, a graboid illustration like it's an actual like it's an actual animal um i highly recommend anybody to go check out the wikipedia entry for the movie trimmers and it's called <laughs> a graboid by the way what a trimmer is called um uh-huh oh so, okay yeah so, so i mean the old graboid do you want to uh, do you want to know more about this, or is the less the best? The less you know about the animal, the more interesting the movie is. Uh, well, I would like to know what the hell it is, where it came from. <laughs> well, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about you in the you in the. I'm talking about you as the viewer. Like, or is yeah. is the is the creature more interesting? The fact that it's like it's just in the West. It's a thing that eats people, travels under the sand, and. Well, we can kind of go back to like our uh, like our October Halloween, you know, scary movies is a lot of times the unknown is much more frightening than the scene. Yes. And understood. Yes. So I guess it I guess it varies on whether, you know, you want to see the monster or if it's, you know, more more intense to for it to just be unknown beneath your feet yeah and i mean it's such an like the idea of and you know every time i every time i see the movie i'm like man i don't know how these things can move under the dirt like this because this is not like this is not like sand this is like sierra nevada desert (laughs) like yeah it's like this is not this is not like oh this is loose gravel it's like no no no. this is some hard clay (laughs) do you know what i thought what so okay i work out in a lot of areas uh near uh oil field sites and everything sure and our dad uh worked in the petroleum industry uh and we live i mean we lived down in that area i thought if if a drilling company could train one of these motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> to drag pipe <laughs> dude gas would be like 12 cents <laughs> this is, this is, you know those you know those anytime there's a movie with like uh a uh, killer animal and there's always one guy from the government who's like they're gonna be the new bioweapons this is the- <laughs> right i wish there was yeah. the- I wish there was, yeah, there would be great. There's some guy, for, there's some guy from Exxon Mobil going like, okay, we need to ho- hook a hook a gas line on this guy. And then we're, do you know our profit margins? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. 
So um, I love it. I'm patting, patenting that idea. It's copyright <laughs> and registered and all that stuff. So <laughs> if if Tremors actually comes true, I'm gonna figure out how to make a dime on it. Okay, so the the other thing about Tremors, and I guess probably it's just more the idea of how old we are whenever this would like yeah it came out in 1990 we probably didn't watch it until 93 94 something like that and as you know you get older you kind of see things about this movie you don't really think about like the first time you saw it especially um finn carter the uh the the lady um finn carter who plays uh uh her name is uh ronda lebeck ronda um a very attractive lady oh okay uh, uh yeah. and essentially like the the epitome of like a random attractive lady who was in a nineties movie who you never see again. Like, right. It's yeah. like, you've never seen her do like, we've got to. Yeah. It's like, we need a Yeah. And this movie is very, and of course they have to take off. Have to pants. get a pants. Yeah, just, just like exactly, exactly. You have to get off. Why, why does she need to lose her pants? It's like, well, we have to have a reason to have yes yeah, it's, it's it's a it's a it's a cheesy monster movie we have to have a reason to have the lady take her pants off um but i i i think you'll agree with me this movie is i love kevin bacon this movie is very poorly acted Whew. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's a tough one it's it's it yeah i i i i, I, I like uh, a lot of Kevin Kevin Bacon stuff. Yeah, but this was obviously real early and real raw, and <laughs> I'll take whatever I can get. <laughs> kind of. But I mean, Kevin, uh, there, there's how much, how much, how much of this movie is Kevin Bacon going whoa or something or like there's I've got a plan <laughs> and, and just running, just running, and with that, I will say. He's a fast son bitch. See, this is this is another thing. This is a especially unless in, they sped it up in action movies. This is always a little pet peeve of mine. Whenever mm -hmm. they're like, "Oh, they're running for their lives," and you can tell the actor is running like seventy five percent. You're like, "Not in this one." Bacon is hustling. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, he looks like a dude that's just hauling ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's always fun to have those kind of things. Um, you know, uh, so I wanted to talk about the nominees for the Saturn Awards in nineteen ninety one. The Saturn Awards are the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. Um, it is a odd mix of films. Like when they say sci-fi, they really kind of like it's a catch-all for whoever they want to nominate. Um, right. I'll give you an example for the best actor nominees that year. Uh, Jeff Daniels wins for Arachnophobia, a uh, a classic. Uh, nominated yeah. along with him, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Total Recall, Ed Harris in The Abyss. Jack Nicholson in Batman, Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Patrick Swayze in Ghost, Warren Beatty in Dick Tracy, which I don't know why Dick Tracy is sci-fi, um, mm. Liam Neeson mm. in the uh, truly sci-fi crazy movie Darkman, and whoever Axel Jordowski is for Santa Singre. Um, but I mean, it's a, just give you an example of a wide swath going on there. I bring this up because I want the... Best Supporting Actress, uh, or the, the, yeah, Best Supporting Actress um, category that year. So, obviously, Ghost and all these kind of movies are in Total Recall and Back to the Future are a part of it. Um, so best Supporting Actress, Whoopi Goldberg, 
uh, wins for Ghost. Um, she's wins Best mm-hmm. Supporting Actress that year, actually, at the Oscars. Uh, Julie Roberts is nominated for the movie Flatliners, A Lady from the Witches, uh, A Girl from Total Recall, um, Mary Steenburgen in Back to the Future Part 3, Kim Basinger mm-hmm. in Batman. Very, very good nominees. But two nominees uh, also, Finn Carter and Tremors, and Our Lady, Reba McIntyre. So she was... She is nominated for something in this movie. Um, she doesn't really do much. Like, like on this last time watching it, it was just kind of like, why is Reba McIntyre here? She just kind of like is the is is the compliment to weird ass that you know. Oh, we have to have a lady survivalist and not just the one crazy Bert. I know you love Reba McIntyre. I'm sorry to besmirch her name. <laughs> no i i'm not sure why that ever happened my man. <laughs> and and she does nothing like it, it's it's she does nothing interesting in this movie she does not have some big soliloquy she's just kind of there. uh you know the funny thing if you notice watch her the entire time uh she doesn't really act or perform in a movie it's just <laughs> It's like, wait, we're just going to have Reba McIntyre on set. Might as well film it. Uh, Give her guns. I guess technically she is the one who killed the, the Graboid with the elephant gun, wow. like we said. That's true. Um, I'm uh, a misogynist. I'm <laughs> okay, so, okay, so these, I, I want to talk about the survivalists for a second. When, when, the, when it breaks through the wall. Yeah. So they are very, obviously, very big gun people. And you would mm-hmm. think they would know a little bit about guns and their impact. But that thing breaks to the wall. Its whole face is in the wall. And mm-hmm. they make some odd choices before they actually get the elephant gun. Like, uh, I really like the flare gun. Yeah. That, that was fun. <laughs> it's like, oh, you yeah. know what's going to fix this? Flare gun. It's like, I am, I am double, I'm double fisting pistols, and this thing is not even flinching. Flare gun's going to fix but, it. <laughs> yeah, but you've got this, like, massive caliber thing. Like, yeah, you've got practically a cannon back here but <laughs> okay so i guess my question is so we, we 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 talked about we like we think hook is not a bad movie now we do think this trimmers is a bad movie yes trimmers is a bad movie uh doesn't yeah. mean i won't watch it doesn't mean i still continually won't watch it it doesn't mean i don't like it doesn't mean i don't like it um i do like it but it's terrible so where was the disconnect why do critics look at Hook and say, nope, it's not what we wanted? And they look at Trimmers and goes, nailed it. <laughs> 86%, 88%. I like, is it is it just like the, how? Is it just the factor based on what? Is it just the factor <laughs> of expectations? Is it just like like you you have these uh, I, I guess just whenever this movie shows up and they're and Kevin Bacon with that goofy ass hair shows up. You're just like, this is, mm-hmm. it can't get worse than this. And you immediately, I guess it, it, it immediately like, oh, okay. And you sit in and this is what you're getting. And yeah. there's like, well, that was fun. Was it good? No, five stars. Like, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's the ultimate, uh, what we say fairgrounds cheeseburger yes it is but it's the one that eventually you realize it's like did i have a tape but it gave that? it like, gave <laughs> yeah it gave you diarrhea later though yeah like like hook hook is the thing where you go to the fair or it's 
Yeah, go ahead. Hook, hook is like you go to the fair and you eat it and you're like, man, that was really good. And everybody said, you ate that thing? That was a piece of crap. And you're like, what? Why? You're like, I, I enjoyed it. it. I'll keep going back and more and more. And you don't even get the diarrhea or anything. And then this one, they're like, yeah, it's terrible. It's supposed to be bad. Hey, that was pretty good. Like, I mean. Everyone's like, okay, we're all getting high cholesterol. Okay. <laughs> Just we're accept- all, we're all in. Well, maybe. So- we know it's terrible, but. It, it, you God to, damn, is that worth it? With with hook, you get to the fair early. You're clear headed. You're you're you've you've you worked out that right. day, and then you eat yeah. it. You're like and but with you trimmer, didn't pregame, you know pregame no. with, tri- with with trimmers. You're seven rides in. You've had way too much to drink. You've already yeah. had three candy apples. You're like, you know what? Yeah, you know what sounds good? <laughs> A fucking roasted turkey leg. <laughs> it's, it's like you know what? It's been hanging in that trailer for three hours that's exactly what i need turkey's been dead for four weeks yeah exactly. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's now okay so the floor is lava is essentially the big appeal mm. of this movie right mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. that's the that's the whole thing yes okay yeah so. i will so trimmers as stupid as it is <laughs> if i wanted to psychoanalyze this thing sure and find the appeal for it if i could go as deep as i can on a very shallow movie yes i would say that what appeals to people on this movie with them uh, finding high ground, getting on the rocks, that, that whole floor is lava thing is the same same thing I, I think we've discussed before is that same thing like uh, when it's raining and you're in a tent or yes. it's snowing outside, but you're I'm warm. in my nice comfy house. I'm safe. So I, I, think, I think there's like a psychological a thing of like okay that's bad i know it's bad i know that's deadly but right now i'm fine i'm safe and is that not life and and some of the more interesting like memorable scenes are not are not exactly ones where you're like i really like whenever they kind of (laughs) like survey everything like so and so's on his rv you see them on their little mobile home you see everybody on top of the mini mart you see them on their little compound everybody's got their little spots and yeah it's it's like it's their islands little forts and islands yeah exactly it's 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 the safety it's like i don't know what's going down down there but i'm safe and sound up here in my little that's a good way to put i really that's i really appreciate your how do i dig deep on a shallow movie you're really you're really getting down there i mean (laughs) i mean I had to go deeper than the graboids to get to that, but <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right. Let's take a quick oh. break. Oh yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Before we take a break, go ahead. No, I've just got one personal anecdote on tremors please. that I have to share before uh, I forget. But so we watched this like crazy as All kids. The All the time. Loved it. It was a masterpiece in yes. my head. And then fast forward, I was about 20 in college, <laughs> little apartment, 
Huntsville, Texas. Had a lady friend over. <laughs> you know what? Had a few drinks. <laughs> no, everything was progressing well, I thought. And I was like, oh, Tremors. Because she was like, let's watch a movie, maybe a scary movie. Okay. And Tremors happened to be on. And I was like, oh, this is great. I used to watch this all the time. <laughs> oh, I can man. tell you one thing. I didn't have sex that night. <laughs> so, so did you, did you have to like just live in its badness or were you just, was she just like, when all this goo is really turning me off or. No, I think she thought if this guy thinks this is good, then I don't need to be with him. He's uh, probably got diseases or something. Uh, ba a bad film ruins yet another relationship. But Hey, tremors. The ultimate birth control. <laughs> you can, if, if there is a DVD, that needs to be on, on the poll quote, baby. I get it. Oh, good God. Let's take a break. Okay, we'll now we can take a break. We'll come right back. All right, we are back. Every week, I go through a filmography of a filmmaker and put Jake's cinematic knowledge to the test. It is time for poll for a dumbass, but... Since it's two different films and I had the opportunity, I am going to be a little mean to Jake. Jake, we have the man, the man, the myth, the feathered hair himself, Mr. Kevin Bacon, a man who has been married to the same woman for the last 35 years. Good for him. Never yeah. been, never been nominated for an Oscar, but I want to talk about Kevin Bacon and I want him. Let's see. He's in Tremors. So I have to be able to connect it to Hook. So I thought oh, we could play God. a little bit of the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. So Jake. Man, you're good at this shit. <laughs> and I'm not. So, but I'm, I'm not going to go too crazy or anything. And anything works. Um, I, a guy, I want you to connect Kevin Bacon in the best. And okay. I'll, I'll help you out the best I can along the way. I want you to connect Mr. Kevin Bacon to the, the, Star of Hook, not Robin Williams, a guy we did not talk about at all, Dustin Hoffman. Can you connect? See, the, the thing with Kevin Bacon, you just got to find a movie and you just got to go from there. Like, that's why Kevin Bacon is, that's why it's so good because he goes in so many genres, he's in a lot of ensembles. And Dustin Hoffman okay. obviously been in a lot of stuff. Okay. Okay, wait. Okay. Let's talk it out. Keep on. Come on. We got it. Tremors? <laughs> yes. Apollo 13? Yes. A lot of people in Apollo 13. That's about as far as I can go. <laughs> uh <laughs> okay, so so Apollo 13. Uh, we, wait. We, have, we we have Ed Harris, we have Tom Hanks, we have Bill Paxton. Um uh, who else we have in, in Apollo 13? Uh, uh, Ed uh, uh, Harris. Uh, 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 yeah, Ed Harris, Gary Sinise. Yeah. Okay. Wait. You got it. You got it. I feel it. No. <laughs> okay. Let, let's, let's work backwards. Let's work backwards. Hoffman. Okay. Outside of Hook, what's, uh, what do you think of when you think of Dustin Hoffman? been a lot of stuff do you know he's in dick tracy no he's the mumbles Just... yeah 
Yeah. Okay. So you got Dick Tracy, you got Rain Man, mm-hmm. you got oh, I, I got a good easy one. Right okay, there. Rain Man. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who's he in Rain Man with? Tom Cruise. Who okay? Tom Cruise was in anything. He's been a lot of stuff. Top anything? gun. Sure. What what about what about military adjacent instead of directly military? Uh okay. Uh wait, wait. Uh stripes or not not stripes. I'm not taps. I I appreciate I appreciate I appreciate the taps reference. I was thinking more 90s and maybe more courtroomy. Okay, a few good men. Okay, who isn't a few good men? Gene Hackman. Kevin Bacon. Oh shit, he's a prosecutor. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. um there there's a there so there is a nah, website. There's my a- brain, my brain don't <laughs> don't work like yours does, bud. So there's a website called the Oracle of Bacon. Uh it's it's a it's a great thing to ever uh look into. Uh Kevin Bacon to Dustin Hoffman. They, uh Dustin Hoffman is a bacon number one because he was in the movie Sleepers. Sleepers. Uh, dear, oh, you remember Kevin Bacon in Sleepers. Uh, he is the uh, lead guard of a uh, children's correctional institute, and he rapes kids. And they grow up to be Brad Pitt and Jason Patrick. You don't remember this? Oh, Sleepers is a dark movie. <laughs> okay, so I don't think so. It so these sounds these, like if I had seen it, I'd remember it. So these four, so so uh, it's it's kind of taken place. It takes place in two different uh, timelines. Um, Kevin Bacon is killed by these two guys in this bar, and it flashes back to these kids who accidentally paralyze a guy in the subway due to a prank. So they're sent to like a juvenile hall. And Kevin Bacon is the lead guard at this juvenile hall. And he essentially tortures and sexually assaults these kids the entire time they're there. And Robert De Niro is a priest, uh, is, is a good priest on the kid's side. And then they grow up and two of the boys kill them. And the two other boys of the four essentially conspire to get these guys off for killing Kevin Bacon. It's a really it's a dark huh. it's a dark but fascinating movie if you've ever seen sleepers it's uh dustin Hoffman huh. is there yeah so um okay so let's just <laughs> i know I, I knew you wouldn't be very good at uh at at uh, six degrees of kevin bacon so let's mm. let's just knock out a couple of the big kevin bacon movies just for the sake of uh keeping keeping you on task um his first ever movie um 1978 I believe you've seen it. He plays Chip Diller. He is eventually run over in the street uh, in National Lampoon's Animal House. Yes. Yes. Um, his first movie, uh, shockingly, in 1978, um, is in some other stuff. A mo- uh, The kind of, not necessarily the movie that launched him to stardom, but a little more people saw Kevin Bacon. Um, do you remember an, him getting an arrow through the neck in Friday the 13th? Yeah, yeah. We, we watched okay. that. We watched that together. Yeah. 
and laughed hysterically the entire time. <laughs> Is that in our uncle's camper? Sure was. Out we there? Were, yeah, we okay. That, we watched that movie hysterically laughing the whole time. Yeah. We, were, we were probably too young to be watching it, but we never yeah. found it scary. Um, that was in 19, uh, 1980. Uh, obviously, okay. I, 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 wanted, I just want to ask, have you seen Footloose? Yes. Okay. So I yes. had... I had more known about what Footloose is rather than seen it. And I saw it the other day. Mm-hmm. That movie is not what I expected to be. I expected nothing yeah. but like, oh, you know, we're dancing. People don't want us to dance. Like a guy beats the shit out of his girlfriend at one point. Um, they're burning books. Like it is mm-hmm. some wild stuff. And then it just happens to be dancing all in the middle of it. So, yeah, it's basically like this Nazi takeover, like books <laughs> burning, no dancing allowed. Real, like, yeah. real wild movie. But uh, yeah, that's the movie that essentially got him to uh, superstardom. Um, he's in a bunch of terrible stuff in the 80s. Uh, little, you know, here big thing here and there. Some movies you've never seen, like Whitewater Summer. Um, how about, uh, obviously you've seen Trimmers. The same year, 1990, with, uh, with Hook hook star julia roberts have you seen flatliners flatliners explain please they uh they are medical students who uh it's a very 90s 80s premise they're medical students who decide the best way to experience life is through death and they kill themselves and are brought back to life over and over again uh it's like a thrill thing it's like them too and then like uh, i think keeper sutherland's there um i'm not surprised it's trash uh don't, yeah. don't feel bad um all right how about how about the movie that kind of spurred on the six degrees of kevin bacon just because of how much how many people are in it uh 1991 jfk yeah what are your thoughts on jfk it's kind of man it's kind of coming back around i know there's you know it's really up its own ass but i mean it is. Uh, but it is. It's entertaining up your own ass. Like it's. It is, and there's there's some things that are entertained in that that yeah. are like ridiculous. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess there's like here recently they're starting to some of these files are like coming up on their expiration date of yeah. de- oh, oh, declassification, declassification or whatever. Yeah. And uh, some people are kind of like, uh, the first couple of things that are coming out are kind of weird and <laughs> stuff like that. I don't know. It'll be interesting. But- yeah, yeah, I agree. JFK, the, the cast of JFK is insane. Uh, Kevin Costner, yeah. Kevin, yeah. Kevin Bacon, Tommy Lee Jones, Gary Oldman, Michael Rooker, Sissy Spacek, Joe Pesci. In the man, Joe Pesci is yeah. insane in that movie. Um, yeah. Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau, Donald Sutherland, Ed Asner, Brian Doyle Murray, John Candy, Sally Kirkland, w- uh, Wayne Knight, friggin' Newman is in this movie. Uh, John Larroquette pops up, Ron Rifkin, Pete Mahoney, just a uh, 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 Warden Norton from the from uh, from Shawshank is a news anchor in that thing. Uh, yeah, wild, uh, a, a, a really wild cast. Anyway, so jeez, <laughs> you've seen JFK. So, and you had just mentioned earlier you have seen a few good men. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you like a few good men? It's a little talky for my taste. Uh, yes and no. Yeah. I think it's got, I think it's got really great parts, 
and then it's got some parts where you just go, oh god. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. the uh man, the ending's the worst. <laughs> Whenever <laughs> he's like <laughs> No, no, even after that. Oh, is, they still go to jail? Whenever they still go to jail and they're walking out, and then Tom Cruise is walking out, and they're like, and he goes, attention. There's an officer on deck. <laughs> Those hokey dude, things. It's, it, dude, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's the equivalent of one of your favorite scenes. It's like they're trying to be as authentic as um, uh, your father's pa- stand up, your father's passing from To Kill yes. a Mockingbird. They're trying to do that. They're attempting that. And it's, it's, and they don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, all right. So speaking of uh, movies we liked as kids, um, the most action-packed Meryl Streep has ever been. How about 1994's The River Wild? River Wild. Oh, yeah. I love The River uh, Wild. Yeah. Didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Do you know, do I, you know, yeah. do, do you know who Kevin... Oh, so uh, Kevin Bacon has a, uh, has a sidekick, John C. Riley. god i'd have to see it again oh man river wild's great i like the river wild it's it's stupid but in a good way um Mm -hmm. and then uh, 1995 obviously apollo 13 man a bang one of the most amazing i mean the 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 pinnacle of competency porn like everybody doing their job correctly like yeah just that i mean we absolutely positively have to do that at we'll some do apollo point 13 yeah yeah i love apollo 13 but it's man god i mean it's great i remember here's here's how you know something's freaking good what year did that come out 95 95 so i was 11 i remember watching that in theaters really all of us yep i don't remember watching it in theaters yeah, no, nah, it was that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it was that little theater off the loop, Midland, Texas. Yep. Yeah, and I came out like shivering because <laughs> you know they're at the end, like sure. they're freezing. Sure. And I was cold and everything, <laughs> and I remember thinking, as an eleven-year-old boy in Midland, Texas, like damn that was a good fucking movie like <laughs> it's it's i very, didn't have those words i agree but, i agree yeah yeah and, and like shit that was good you know sometimes the, you have those movies like that where you're like oh man that, that, there's no way that's that that good as i remember it. you watch it again you're like nope still incredible and every time i watch it it's great yeah pick up a little bit of things more and more uh especially oh, yeah. the making of that movie um yeah like i said you make uh 1996 makes sleepers i won't include that um there's a couple of trash movies i don't know if, if you've seen them i'll give you the credit uh have you seen wild things or stir of echoes wild things is like mm. a, one of those sex movies you've seen clips of wild things but uh stir of echoes is kind of like a a six sense was the thing we got to cash in on these horror movies but Sturbeck. Nah, I don't no. think so. How about don't ring no bell? How about a uh, a movie? I'm almost positive. A Kuwait, another Kuwait classic, Hollow Man. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hollow Man sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Hollow Man is not good. Um, That's I, a thing about living overseas whenever you've got an American movie channel. What whatever's on is what, what you, you got. Yes, yes. It's like after a while, you're like, it's like, well, why are they doing an episode on uh, U.S. Marshals again? It's like, well, it's just, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> um, it's in English. Shut up. So probably one of the closest he ever came to an actual Oscar nomination was in 2003, Mystic River. Yeah, that's a great movie. I, I loved it when I first watched it, and it's, I've soured on it a little bit lately, uh, mostly Tim Robbins related, just because he's a little too twitchy for my taste. Um, he's, but uh, I, I'd like to see it again now, like after not I need to rewatch it. it. I probably yeah, I haven't it seen it I in a while. I'm not going to include this, but my favorite performance of, of Kevin Bacon was in 2004, an extremely rough movie to watch, but a very, mm -hmm. very good movie. The Woodsman. It's a, uh, he, uh, he plays a child molester who is released after serving 12 years in prison. Is that a second one? Uh, this one, this one is much more well, like. That's, that's what I'm saying. He's been in two movies where he's raping kids, man. Well, Come on, bacon. Well, <laughs> well, this one, this one was, uh, this one was uh, statutory rape, but still, still, or it's uh, oh, regard, oh, regardless, regardless, yeah. um, no. the, the he's fine then. The it's a it's but. a tough it's a tough movie to watch. Um, it's a very good movie. Uh, his wife is in it, plays his love interest. Um, oh yeah. Uh, it, I, I would suggest watching it once and being like. Wow, that was really good. Kevin Bacon did a really good job. Never want to see it again. I don't blame you if you don't. But uh, right. it's, it's it's not. It doesn't get into grimy details. It's just just a little uncomfortable and just the content in general. Um, exceptional movie though. Um, so then he kind of after this point he kind of just hangs out into like random things. Like he shows up in in random things. Like they remade Death Sentence, and he was in that. I mean, that's an odd movie. Mm um all sorts of weird stuff like that have you seen the x uh, some of the x-men movies like x-men first class it's nope. it's it's like young x-men i wasn't going to include that one um but uh i will include this one a ensemble uh romantic comedy probably one of the more palatable romantic comedies crazy stupid love uh yeah uh playing david lindhog uh, yeah, I think I think I have, but it was kind of like a not really like I sat through it. Sure, I think. Sure, probably uh, with. <laughs> I, I don't the hate old it. ball and chain. <laughs> I don't hate it. It's not bad, but uh, um, does some interesting things. Um, okay, and then I, I just uh, I want to include one more. It uh, seems like something would be up your alley. Uh, how about the um, the uh, biopic of uh, Whitey Bulger, Black Mass? uh yeah i didn't like it um i think like johnny Depp's my expect my expectations were extremely high and so and, yeah and, yeah and i mean johnny depp he's essentially going to do what he wants to do and he had an idea yeah. of what whitey bulger was going to be in that movie and i don't know if that was that good but i mean interesting it, it's it's interesting a movie like that should be really good and it just wasn't yeah now i think he should have if uh depp had done more of the uh 
Oh, what's the one where he's a uh, undercover? Uh, uh, Donnie Brasco. Yes. Yes. He Donnie he, Brasco. He great. did. He did that one exceptionally well. Uh, you know, but uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Black Mass. I. It's a, it's it's fine. Yeah. Eh, so um, whatever. Okay. So, yeah, but yeah. Um, still working steady. I mean. He doesn't need the money. Uh, him and his wife have been in a, a series of shows over and over again that uh, keep making money. He was just, a, he had a cameo in the Marvel movie, so he's doing just fine. Um, you know, the only of the of the list I had for you, I had 12 on the list. You got 11 right. You only missed Flatliners. That's not bad. Uh, I'm kind of hey, impressed. can I get a bonus bonus point? Sure. What do you got? See what, see what you got here. Taking... Taking, taking chance it's a tv movie i know you love taking chance it's the only awards he's ever gotten in his career he won a golden globe i think he won a sag for it i know you love taking chance but i don't think you want to watch it again no okay yeah no it was it was one uh man we didn't even i don't think we had kids yet what year was it uh taking chance was 2009 yeah so we didn't even have kids yet because uh, we were both just drunk as hell and we had rented a DVD. <laughs> drunk watching a movie like that? Yeah. And we just, <laughs> I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's extraordinarily good. I've it's a that. very, very, very good movie. But I've heard that. Yes. Um, yeah. He won, uh, uh, he won a Golden Globe for it. Uh, he won a SAG for it. Um, they, I think they won a Writers Guild for the various, very, very well acclaimed show. That's probably the closest. That's most of the stuff he's gotten. I've heard good things about Taking Chance, so I'll give you, I'll give you the extra point for Taking Chance. So thirteen out, of, right. thirteen out of, all right, uh, twelve out of thirteen. Now, all right, not great on the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but <laughs> dude, my brain just don't work like that. Right? I'd like that's to a puzzle. I, I agree. Okay. Well, Jake, instead of each episode, instead of me steering the conversation, Jake, you can pepper me with a series of questions that I must answer truthfully. Sometimes it's trivia, sometimes it's not. I believe it's that time. Yeah, I think you're in the hot box, man. I Come am on in, in. The hot box. What do you have for me today? All right. Uh, so, concerning the movie Hook, okay. If you could go be a lost boy, and never grow up. You could go to Neverland and be a lost boy and never grow up. Would you? It's it's the <laughs> it's 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 depends it's on the day. It's always, <laughs> <laughs> what what am I doing at work? Uh, how how much is work pissing yeah. me off? Um, you know, it's one of those things. It's a it's always an interesting question when it comes to death and immortality. It's like, well, mm -hmm. it's um, I was telling something about my I was telling to my daughter the other day it's like man when you're young all you want to do is be older and then when all you when you're older all you want to do is be yeah. young again and it's just you're always caught in that middle and you have all now that we have all the responsibilities of being older we're like okay this mm -hmm. is all right but we keep getting older which sucks like so <laughs> um so the better question yeah. I, I guess I guess I especially as a kid I would but I mean what's the what's the mm -hmm. sweet spot age like right 
Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd want to be pubescent. I don't think I'd want puberty to be a factor. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be, want to be a teenager. That no, was miserable. No, yeah. Uh, I think like even a young adult, maybe like a, like a 25. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, but yeah. you didn't have kids or something. Yeah, yeah, that, that's well, like, see, and that's the other problem. Then you got to get your you don't have kids, and, yeah. And there's all yeah, that's, that's uh, <laughs> this is why it's a fantasy because you're like, oh, it's just this world you will never live in, yeah. <laughs> never mind, let's just stay here, Ben. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna be 36 for the rest of my life, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, have you during, so, um, as this, this episode is coming up, I kept thinking of other movies that might fit in this genre of things that, man, that was awesome when I was a kid, but I had like, I don't, I don't know that they're bad Mm. now. I just haven't seen them since. And so I wonder if they're bad or good. Yes. So my examples would be Harry and the Hendersons. Yes. And Beethoven. Okay. Yeah. Those are, those are great examples. So what, what are there, have there been any movies that you can think of that you, you loved as a kid and they may be, they may still hold up. They may still be good, or they might be awful. You just haven't seen them since you were like ten. There are two that I think of immediately. One we just talked about, Dick Tracy. Like we yes. wore yeah. out Dick Tracy, and yep. it might be shit. Like I, I don't know. It might be yeah. good. It's the only movie I can think of with Madonna maybe being attractive. Like yeah, and mm-hmm. but but I mean. All the stuff you think about that movie, you think about the colors and the cop and the, the cop stuff and Al Pacino screaming and like yeah, like it was it was a lot like uh, oh what's his name like Kill Bill uh like like Tarantino yeah yeah almost yeah I mean obviously Dick Tracy was a comic sure sure but and, yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it in Dick Tracy probably. Be... Dick Tr- couldn't Dick, even tell you. Dick Tracy Go. would be one, and the other one that I'm pretty sure. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, I'm not sure I want to watch it. Is the movie Milk Money? Do you remember Milk Money? Yeah. <laughs> now you think about it, and you're like, Oh no, <laughs> that can't. It can't be good. That's so, not. Okay, folks. We you know, watched it at the we watched it at a that lot, cabin. A lot. And I saw it more than a few times. Okay. Folks, if you guys haven't seen Milk Money, a movie that can no longer exist. If you want to talk about, oh, they'll never make Blazing Set. You know what's not going to be made again? Milk Money. Because the Milk Money is about this kid who his dad is Ed Harris. And him and his friends decide, you know what? We're adults now. We should see some titties. And this is what we need to do in life. So they get together their milk money and they get it together and they go and they find a hooker played by Melanie mm-hmm. Griffith to see mm-hmm. titties. 
and then yeah. and they do and then for some reason it goes to it devolves to melanie griffith should be my new mom and man does it go some weird places i remember at one point she gets slapped by her pimp like i haven't seen it in so long there's no way it's good i <laughs> the more i think about it the more i don't know feels. like i don't want to have to go back to therapy like <laughs> <laughs> milk money is definitely one of those movies that would not i would like be it. frightened to see that again i'm shocked if you can find it anywhere you say apparently you can watch it on amazon prime right now for four dollars and i don't think that i think that's i'm shocked it's not uh, those that scrub from the internet like that's uh yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not paying four bucks for it. I'll I'm tell not you that. Four dollars for it either. That's a wild movie. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. And and wasn't that one? Uh, uh, what was the one with the mom? I think it was played by Bernadette Peters, who like re they, they replaced her, like buy a mom or rent a mom or something like that. Uh, um, do you do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. I'm gonna find it real quick. Hold please. Uh, uh, this is this is pause. Yes. <laughs> no no i'm gonna find this because she's she doesn't make a whole lot of movies so i'm gonna find this movie um it's called uh dude oh, i remember it, that it era might, it might yeah. have been, it, it looks like it might have been a TV. rent a mom rent a mom uh lisa mom lisa mom i'm trying to see if it's a real movie if, if it was a kid's movie or if it was a tv movie or if it was a movie like she was like a clown and she was uh why do i think it was bernadette peters it might not have been bernadette peters um i don't know who that is okay that's probably what, trading mom trading mom and it, uh, was, it was sissy yeah. spacek of course ben <laughs> yeah trading <laughs> trading trading mom is no, a, it it's a silly yeah. silly movie um yeah uh the uh, yeah <laughs> but uh but yeah that'd probably another one to be like uh, i wonder if it's it's probably crap so those are my best examples probably i'm not gonna top milk money so no yeah that's yeah <laughs> that's probably got it shut the fuck up <laughs> have yeah. you seen a man called auto i have seen a man called auto what'd you think I liked it. Uh, it was, I thought it was uh, well done. It was, um, it's, it takes a second to get on the same page of like, okay, are you okay with this continual suicide attempt? Like, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty dark. Um, yes. I also think if, so in uh, Tom Hanks's character, if anybody, if any actor is not, other than Tom Hanks's son, I think if you yes. put another actor in that yeah. role, it's a much, much yep. better movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, besides that, I liked it. Uh, I thought the the Mexican family was uh, was yeah. very good. Uh, oh man, man, they're hilarious, all hilarious. And on, I'm I married <laughs> into a Latino <laughs> family. I'm telling you, on point. Just that culture of like uh we're gonna be up in your business whether you want it or not yeah and, um i also like the great food 
But yeah, the, 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 the little thing, I'm going to keep giving you all this food. And he's like, what is this? And then he's like, oh, this is delicious. I'm going to eat this. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, uh, but I mean, uh, uh, a, a little dark movie, a good, uh, yeah. another, another movie that I didn't expect Tom Hanks to actually work well into. And he does really well. Um, you cast anybody else besides his son and probably works better. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, man, I loved it. Yeah. But it was one, it, couple points. Maybe like, it's like, oh, it's just the allergies. <laughs> too much cedar in the air. Yeah. When it, hearing, hearing the words, uh, we're going to spoil it a little bit for you, but hearing the words, Otto yeah. didn't shovel his driveway, or shovel his, or you're like, oh no. Like, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 Good movie. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. I liked it too. Good movie. Yeah. Uh I just don't usually watch new movies, so I ah, thought I'd ah, ask, there you go. But, there you go. Um so who do you think the worst actor in Tremors was? It's a really good question. The worst. Because I don't think it was I don't necessarily think it was supposed Reba to be well. <laughs> I, I don't think it was Reba McIntyre. I, um, nah. Fred, Fred Ward is fine. I actually, I actually like Michael Gross as Bert. Um, uh, I'm gonna go with Bobby Jacoby as Melvin, the little the teenage, uh, teenage kid. He really, yeah. he really sucked. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, just a little turd of a guy. Um, I, I did see a little trivia thing that uh uh bert gives melvin a gun and yeah, yeah. it's for the sake of like oh i'm gonna shoot at the graboid and it was empty and he gives him back to him on the rocks it's like melvin you asshole this is, gun's empty and bert being a gun lob- hobbyist even though he gave him an empty gun checks make sure it's empty and then before even like hey that's a nice little nice little i like that. that i like yeah. that yeah but uh, yeah, Melvin sucked, and that kid sucked, and yeah, um, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> take your pick. Nobody's really all that good in this movie. <laughs> no. All right. So they mentioned multiple times that uh, these creatures, these graboids, they stink. Yes. Very bad. Okay. What do you imagine that they smell like? That like whenever you see it visually, like you know, bust open and all that stuff, the guts. So visually, what do you imagine that smell is? What I can always, you compare it to? I always imagine, um, you know, that smell of just like raw propane, like, like just a, like like a combination of propane methane, like just the like the that hmm. sour gaseous smell i guess it's i i I, maybe it's because i associate it so much with like are you thinking more like h2s yeah yeah like not not like sometimes you go through places in the oil fields and yes yes that's exactly it because like like rotten egg smell yeah a little bit because like when you especially those worms the worms that come out of it they're kind of rusty looking and kind of have that like it just looks like something like that like they're what, oxidized. What, yeah, when they when I think of rusty, <laughs> those rusty worms. Um, yeah, but like, yeah, H two S would be a good example 
Um, okay. It's uh, like that that kind of oil filled smell you probably get used to if you're like a roustabout. But yeah, yeah. That's why I guess that's why it's probably now. You know, I'm sure that's, that's not where the, your brain goes. That's where, the, that's where my brain yeah. goes. Like I, I like, yeah, yeah. That'd probably be a good way to put it. Have you ever been in a penguin enclosure? <laughs> Can't say I have. Uh, is a penguin enclosure disgustingly bad smelling? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's one of the most powerful odors I have ever encountered in my life, and I have smelled some stink. Have you have you been around they, a durian? Have you ever been around uh, a durian uh, yes. fruit? Okay. Yes. So a yeah. durian a durian fruit is up there as far as one of the worst smells i've smelled we, some yeah. like stuff like that but i mean i can't say i know a, what a penguin enclosure smells like dude penguins are rough man oh <laughs> uh, i can't Woo! imagine i mean ugh, god like you know if you go to like a like a the animal shelter or something there's all yeah. these dogs and cats in there it doesn't smell good but that's yeah, yeah. just the way it is sure man a penguin about knock your head <laughs> off <laughs> um i i had a i had a friend who told me about he used to have a job at a meat processing plant and his job was to wade into the vat of raw meat he'd have waders mm. on and his is just to keep it moving and uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was like, well, it's like I can't complain too much about like, oh, this job's really killing me. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yep. No, trimmers is only ninety six minutes, and hook is an hour and uh, hour fifteen. It's like it's <laughs> yeah, neither one of them. Are, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um let's see what else was i gonna say you know ben i don't think i have much else for you but you know i uh, so I, oh wait go ahead. i just wanted to, i just wanted to reference like kind of the time frame of these movies yes was uh like the first gulf war was in full swing, full swing yes george hw bush was the president yes like it's just crazy to think i mean you can watch these movies and we don't think much about it but then you actually think when these came out and you're like man how the world has changed you know we probably didn't even have a computer in our house at that point um yeah the uh i i just because i was curious the average price of gasoline um whenever uh Let's see. So January 1990, um, gasoline was uh, 79 cents a gallon, uh, and that that's that's whenever uh, that's whenever trimmers. Good came. lord. Um, and then in December of 91, when uh, when Hook came out, it uh, it inflated to a grand total of 80 cents a gallon. So I mean, um, <laughs> so it's a wild it's a wild thing that's uh, just. Man. I mean, yeah. So it, it doesn't feel that long ago. It makes us. It makes me feel no. much older. Like thinking, yeah. like I watched this all the time when I was a kid, and I'm like, man, was being a kid that long ago? Yeah. 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 That's the crazy thing is like, someone will say, 
oh yeah you know in 92 and i'm like yeah yeah, uh, yeah. yeah uh whatever and then i'm like how long ago was that <laughs> that was 20 the the thing that's really messing with me how many decades was it the like, thing that's really missing with me is whenever I go to uh, grocery stores and they have the we we ID uh, and it says yeah if not born before this day in two thousand two you can't buy alcohol I'm like oh no <laughs> two thousand two that was that was just a that's here I graduated high school <laughs> I know it's 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 we're getting older buddy I'm sorry Uh all right so Jake before better go, in the alternative. Before we go, what is your film rating of? We'll start with Hook. What's your film rating of Hook? I still like it. I still think it's a good movie. I'll still defend it. I I feel the same. I got it three point five out of five. Like even the flaws, I can't really, I can't fault its flaws. Like I, I and it's I'll defend it till the day I die. Just it's it's it doesn't matter if it's good. It's just it's what it what what it is. I'll always remember how good it was when I was a kid how much I loved it yeah, and all the yeah. feelings of that. Um, yeah. on, the, on the flip side, what's your film rating of Trimmers? Man, that's it. I'll give it my first 10 out of 10. <laughs> Move aside, cool hand, Luke. <laughs> no, it's, it's that same thing. It's the, yeah, it's, it's the just that goofy nostalgia of a dumb movie you used to watch as you're, you know, when you're a kid. It's fucking trash, but it's it's fun. You know, the, it, it doesn't last long. I mean, you know the way yeah. the way the way I review films. My star systems are kind of different than most people's. Like five is pretty much. I think it's a perfect film. Four point five is as close to a perfect film. Four is a very very good film. Three and a mm -hmm. half. I can excuse a lot of flaws, but it's better than most. Most films yeah. I watch are two and a half and three. Just because it's like two and a half, I'm like, I respect the effort, even though I didn't like it. Could be boring, whatever. Crafts are good, whatever. It's well acted. Two point five. A two is a is you tried and you yeah. failed badly. One and a half and one, and like I'm insulted by what you tried. Tremors yeah. is right in that two and a half. Like it's terrible, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Like it's just yeah, bad. it's bad. But I'm good. Like it should. Like if it's bad, I shouldn't want to watch it so much. Like mm -hmm. it's, if it's on TV, I'm going to turn it on trimmers. Like it's just, yeah, but well, it cost me a, a roll in the sack one time. <laughs> so, well, uh, now I know, now I know not what, what not to watch. So never so, mind. <laughs> it's, it's so much worse than that. All right. I think that's just about does it for this episode of Film Critic the Common Man. Thank you so very much for joining us. You can follow me on Twitter at Nebus Ben on Letterboxd at Nebic 10 on Instagram Ben Miller Movies. Check out my website, Ice Cream for Freaks. You can follow my other writing in the film experience and cinema scholars. Speaking of the film experience, I'm uh I just wrote a review, or excuse me, I just had a podcast with the folks at Cinema Scholars talking about the 2022 Oscars that just happened. Um, pretty happy with all that. Um, you can also find me on the other pods. I'm the David Thewis of Podcasting. Jake. Where can the people find you? I assume pole vaulting rock to rock. You know it, man. <laughs> where, where would your where would your go-to place be? Like, would you want to be like if you're on the if you're on the Lost Boys Island and you had a like, would you want to like a high perch? Would you kind of want to be secluded off by yourself and be right in the thick of things? Get the high ground. High and ground. they should have they should have done that in tremors too. 
Are you telling me these things can burrow all the way through there? Maybe they can, but they can't get through that rock. So go up to the bigger rocks. That's right. Why are, why are you on the low? I'll rock? be on the bigger rocks. <laughs> Make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, create a common pop. Please like, subscribe, rate, review, enjoy the show wherever you get your podcast. We're going to do one more of these where we're doubling up. And boy, we got some, <laughs> we got the man, the myth and legend himself. We got Kevin Costner coming up in our next double episode. Um, doing Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and Waterworld. <laughs> Just <laughs> couple bangers. <laughs> we hope you we hope you enjoyed this one. We'll catch you guys next time. Thanks so much for joining we'll us. See ya. <laughs>